0: Hello everybody, my name is Goof Norton and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. Uh, so some breaking news, I guess. <laughs> the um, the album that was supposed to come out on the first of, of, of July may be getting delayed because there's some issues with it, apparently. Um, so some of the requirements for making or for you know submitting an album and whatnot. You know, songs can't be, you know, duplicates. You can't put, you know, two of the, you can't put the same song on the album. Um, that's got to be done in a separate release. Uh, songs can't just, they don't want, like, snippets of songs. They want full songs. They don't want really songs that end abruptly. Um, and they have to be at a certain quality, right? It, we can't be uploading anything that's, like, too low in quality because that would be ridiculous and nobody's going to want to listen to that. Um, it's mostly that I iTunes that has those, those issues because iTunes is bougie for some freaking reason. I don't know. So uh, the album got rejected because of that stuff. And I was like, and I went over the songs. And I'm like, if a song just ends that that's the end of it. Like, um, and like none of my songs really end that abruptly, right? It's kind of like a, Oh, fi- You know, there's usually, usually like, usually like a couple final notes that bird almost landed on that car. That's weird. Um, usually there's a couple, like, final notes, but just kind of like, okay, here's the finish, right, but it's never really, like, just, like, oh, it, like, it, like, it's supposed to keep going, and it just stops, because I reviewed this stuff, and I reviewed the quality, everything sounds just fine, I even, you know, I double-checked the quality when I um, uh, exported those songs, and the files are fine, you know, I figured maybe it was that, like, I'm like, no, everything's fine, because they don't want songs that you know, just stop in the middle of playing or whatever. And I'm like, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be any of those problems because um, I've had those problems downloading songs from the internet, but not, you know, uploading stuff. So no, I double check what I had, and I'm like, no, these are the correct files and everything. I'm like, so, I don't know. I emailed them back being like, Hey, I found nothing wrong. I went through their list of, you know, their requested changes. And I'm like, I found none of these songs to be, um, in violation of any of these, you know, and out of order of any of these requests. So like I told them to tell me specifically, like if you've got any specific songs that are really breaking this criteria, let me know. Cause, uh, I found nothing. These songs are all unique. Well, they're all individual unique. There's no double uploads. Because I, I, you know, I name the songs, you know, I name their files before I upload them so I don't get confused, because that's that would be silly. So I don't know. Maybe that'll, uh, maybe hopefully they'll say something and actually, you know, change their minds, or iTunes will stop being bougie. Uh, also, what's funny is that, so where, where I work, there is a... Uh, a bird, a bird that nests in the ground, um, instead of in a tree. So this bird, I don't know if it's the mother or the dad. I don't know which, um, cause I don't particularly know the species all that well. You're going to get killed, sir. Um, the <laughs> so it's, um, you know, it, it nests in the ground, so, its nest is like right by where I park. So, every time I go to my car, I see this, me and this bird, we meet. We kind of meet a little bit. She knows, or it knows where I am. That oh, was something's about to go down <laughs> between. So, oh my gosh. So, two more birds landed. I think they're like blackbirds or something. I don't know. They have a nice kind of bluish tint on their feathers. And they're getting a little bit close to that nest that's in the ground. So, both parents are here currently. Uh, are you guys gonna don't oh my goodness what is happening <laughs> the two parents just stood on each other what is going on here i mean they're literally just standing like nothing's going on up uh, they're just they were just standing on each other <laughs> what the heck? i don't know what to tell you okay so you're the dad i'm assuming okay so oh okay that makes sense okay sure but they weren't, like, doing anything. They weren't, like, you know, doing the do. They were just standing on each other. Because they already they already have an egg there in the ground. Because um, I've I've seen it as I drove past. But that's hilarious. What? Is that, like, a defense mechanism to make themselves look bigger? Nature's pretty cool. I like that I park here. Because <laughs> I'm watching this. Uh-oh. Okay, three other birds that aren't. Oh, yeah, that bird's chasing, trying to chase them away. There's three of these dark colored birds. So if anybody knows this bird, it's a, um, it's a bird that has brown feathers on the top and white feathers on the bottom where the belly is and such. Um, it's got a white stripe around its neck and some black stripes across its, where its chest would be. They're thin. Um, so yeah, I don't, this bird is like straight up chasing the other birds away. That's funny. It's nature. It's pretty cool, but it, I find it hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I assume that's the mother that just sits there, I suppose. And so, yeah, when I come out to my, to, to my car, sometimes when this bird is sitting on it, you know, sitting on the egg, um, it will, like, get up and kind of walk. Not too close to me, like, because my, my vehicle is about 10 feet away or so from uh, where the nest is and she's flipping the egg, that's nice, but, you know, (laughs) it's funny, because she'll just get up and kind of walk a little bit towards me, not too close, Um, and, you know, I've driven past before, and she was, like, you know, spreading her wings to kind of make herself look bigger in in a very defensive fashion, like, she was ready to attack the frickin' my my car, I'm like, I'm like, oh, slow down there, Cause these birds are up like all day and all night. Like I've, I've seen these birds up at night cause they're, they're, uh, they're local to where I live, at least as far as I know. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't. Whatever, I don't know what happened. What do you mean? Um, I I don't know what's, <laughs> what's going on here. Uh, she's so like def- the, the parents are very defensive of the uh, of the babies. Nature is cool because like the, nature will go to such far lengths to defend, you know, um, the nest and you know the babies and such, which is which is pretty cool. It's one of those nice uh, instinctual uh, a nice one of those nice instincts that uh, nature has. It's you know preservation of future generations and whatnot something that we as people sometimes lack, you know, there are quite a few of us, there there, there are some people out there that really lack that preservation of, uh, of the future generations. The man, oh man, because, you know, there's a lot of corruption and stuff that, that we allow um, our kids to be involved in, and it's not, it's not cool it's not good at all it's a sad thing in fact that's funny that's funny i did br- i did buy some birdseed though so i could uh feed them i brought i mean i brought a general mix i don't think these birds particularly partake of this i would assume not the bird that's sitting on the nest because you know guard duty and all gotta protect and incubate the egg so the other one goes foraging for food um this is just me making assumptions on what I've known birds and other animals to do especially birds As one usually sits on the you know sits on the egg protects the nest the other one goes out forages for food and they you know feeds the other one or the other one goes out and feeds itself once the other one gets back um there are quite a few bird species that do that so that's pretty cool because so they're so small, they're so small, but they're so very, like, they're so fearless in protecting what is theirs, you know, because I'm a human, I'm, I'm a human, I could step on that bird easily, you know, I could easily defend myself against this bird, I could grab it, grab its wings, you know, I could hurt it, I could hurt that bird and end its life quite easily as a human being, with my natural strength, not with using any sort of tools whatsoever, but that bird, will do everything within its within its power to protect its nest without a second thought. It will just do it. Even though I know I'm no threat because I have no interest in, you know, uh, uh, hurting the, the, the bird. I, I respect nature in that sense, you know. I prop bird seed for Pete's sakes. But that bird doesn't know that. That bird doesn't know what my intentions are. Even if I said it out loud, like, I'm not here to hurt your, you know, hurt your baby, that bird's still going to do what it's got to do to make sure that its baby lives to grow up and to survive at least past, you know, getting out of the nest. Past that, the bird can't really do much. Those those parental instincts kind of fade off after that. Um, after, you know, the, the young leave the nest. So... Hmm... It is, it is an interesting thing I, I apologize I wish I could like I can't do a video podcast of this I can't make you know video of this because I don't it wouldn't work through my phone I should turn the egg again it's it's, it's interesting to see them like nestle on top of the egg because um, they like kind of you know fluff their feathers and whatnot and make sure they don't crush the egg. I've never actually held a bird before, so I don't know how heavy or how light birds, you know, feel, or how they are. Um, they obviously would have some weight to them, being the size that they are, but they're still, you know, pretty light, I would assume, since they can fly. Plus, you know, flight feathers and all that such. Physics, man, Physics. But birds are pretty cool in that sense. Don't look at me. (laughs) But as soon as I got... That's the thing. As soon as I got in in my vehicle, she just went back, right back on the nest. Um, So I I, I know my distance. I know how close and how (laughs) how close I can get. I'm not trying to really get that close because I don't want to get pecked. I'd like not to get my eyes pecked out because I I appreciate having... um, not been attacked by a bird... I don't know how many people out there would appreciate that, but I appreciate, you know, not being attacked by a bird. It's one of the things that is not on my bucket list, surprisingly. You know, I know, I know some of these, you know, future generations are into some weird stuff sometimes with all these social media trends. Maybe that'll be the next social media trend. Let's go antagonize, you know, bird nests and get attacked by birds. Like, you don't have peck marks on your face and arms? You know, scratch marks? Yeah, you, know, you don't you don't have birds pecking at you all the time. Pfft. Get with it, old man. <laughs> I don't even like if if the Tide Pod Challenge can be a thing. I don't doubt that people bothering bird nests just to just for the sake of getting themselves attacked would be, you know, out of the ideas of of trends on social media. Like people have done much worse in the in the past too. Before social media was a thing, stuff becomes like stuff became you know. There were trends and whatnot before social media, way before social media was even a thing. Even like even you know back in ancient times, I know some people may find that hard to believe, but I don't think I. Well, my audience is not you guys aren't that young, so you you will hopefully understand. <laughs> there, 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 there there were there were definitely trends of of things and outfits and just daily activities to do. Honestly, I think the Victorian era is probably like one of the biggest. Uh, what would probably be one of the like prime examples of bad, um, of terrible trends for humans. You know the the era of corsets and things like that, because those were not so good. But hey, the on, I guess. Uh, I. Well, mm. I don't know where the other bird went. I can only see the mother. That's ah, a seagull. That's a bigger problem. Darn seagulls. You know, when I was, a, what, what's funny is when I was a kid, they're really, I didn't, I never remember seeing seagulls up until like a certain age. I, then I started seeing more and more seagulls come here. Cause I'm like, we're not by, a, I'm not by a big body of water, you know? the you know the name seagull um we usually find them on beaches and stuff but I'm like i'm I live nowhere near a beach the the biggest body of water that's actually near me would probably be a river maybe that, that that's like the biggest you know area of water i w- I could find is a river that's probably like I don't know 15 minutes, not 15 minutes from where I am, that's a little bit, a little bit closer than that, probably like, no, it's about 15 minutes, I'd say, from my house to, well, even from my workplace, yeah, probably about 15 minutes, um, closer than that, there's a pond <laughs> in my town, but, uh, usually there aren't seagulls hanging around there, so I don't know, maybe they just started coming at some point and started, just, you know, existing, uh, maybe they migrated at some point to here, I don't know. I don't get it I don't know the specifics of that kind of stuff I just work here man but for now we're gonna take a break I'm gonna come back and we're gonna talk more business maybe Uh, we'll see what we got lined up after a word from our sponsor and we're back thank you guys for sticking with me here on the show. Um, I've uh, had some good food and whatnot, had some good drinks, and I'm back and ready to go, as always. So I was reading through some uh, Reddit posts and whatnot, and, of course, as always, this is just what happens. And there was um, a thread about people telling their tales of how they found out that someone had a crush on them. And for me that was it was just there's so many funny stories let me go back and read a few of these back to you guys um this this one especially i once had a girl introduce me to her friend like this is tim i have a huge crush on him but he hasn't figured it out yet i guess she had gotten tired of waiting for me to figure it out lol um the person replied with Uh, somebody replied with hi Tim I hope you figure out she has a huge crush on you soon and I'm like dang (laughs) because guy like uh, as uh, guys we can be super oblivious to stuff like that like all the freaking time we can be we can be absolutely oblivious to all the stuff like that and you know it's hilarious uh let's see Somebody else says, was leaving uh, school one day and my small group of friends were hugging and saying goodbye when this girl that I was into but didn't know if she was into me raised her arms up and say and says, what about me? It was the best hug I've ever had. That was in 2005. We've been together ever since. And good for them. Good for them. That is a good story. So, um, I haven't even gone through um, all these yet, but... It was. Oh, hold on. I got to read this one, too. When I was about 10, this girl in my class had a crush on me. She made it obvious, but I wasn't interested at the time. After school, we never saw each other for a few years. Then at eighteen, she apparently still had a crush on me. We've been married eighteen years now. That's insane. That's insane. You know? Um. Let me go back. Now, you know, as guys, yeah, we can we can be oblivious sometimes, especially in our younger years, because we're like, because it's very confusing at that time, because we don't know exactly what we're looking for for when a girl is into us. Even even as adults, sometimes we're like, uh. <laughs> we're like, is, is she? Especially with today's environment and today's, um, you know, social climate, you know, with with girls, with it being so easy for a girl just to scream out loud, help. And you're suddenly in a court case now, you know, with, with claims against you saying you assaulted her or this, that, you know, thing. that stuff can come up so easily now, at least in this country it can, right? And sometimes guys fear that, you know, silently, so they don't really make moves and they, you know, they try to be as polite as possible and whatnot, and, you know, being bold isn't the isn't the thing you know guys can do anymore all that often without being able to without catching a case you know i don't mean being bold in like a crude way being bold and you know just walking up to a person being hey look i like you and i want to get to know you you know like guys can you know barely do that anymore and it's kind of frustrating um for guys you know to try to date in this day and time because it's rough that's rough uh, so, and for this, reading these through these, honestly, it kind of brings me some level of happiness because um, I've never had an experience like that. It, like any girls in my life that have been, have ever had a crush on me. I don't know if that was ever a thing or not. You know, um, and I, because I, you know, nobody's ever freaking really just came out and you know said that kind of stuff um, to me growing up or otherwise. Um, you know because I wasn't as a kid I was kind of weird because I was I was very athletic you know very much fit in shape I could run around for freaking hours as a kid um more so than the other kids because it was significantly it was well known that I was the athletic one in in all my classes growing up through junior high you know from, from as early as like what first grade I guess um so you know, top of the class in that aspect. Uh, academics, I kind of like you know, whatever, pretty good, not too bad. Um, but I was you know athletic, nerdy, and just a weird kid. You know, I wasn't like everyone else um, in that sense. But at, the same time, but at the same time, I was you know, kids do you know kids do kid things. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just never really fit completely with everyone else which is fine you know what happens there's always those oddballs in the uh, in the classes and whatnot and I had and I had my people to hang out with and I had like because the only thing is I've always been stuck with the 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 nerdy ones I never really fit in with the athletic ones because I didn't totally understand sports like they did because I didn't really care about that much like me me in sports I just root for a team and I'm like yeah I like this team there's no specific reason no statistic-based reason not even really a player-based reason it was just like you know what this team seems good I like this team that's about it that's as far as it went I couldn't break down to you that person's stats or whatever like I don't know what college they went to where they came from I don't know you know I don't I, sometimes I barely even knew their names, just like I just like this team. You know, I was always a casual sports fan as a kid, never really cared all that much for it. And I guess now as an adult, that became more apparent to me because I'm like, I really was never really that into sports. Um, so I couldn't fit in with the athletes all that well, though I was really athletic. Um, I really could, you know, lay it down when it came time to PE. I was killing it people were afraid of me at some point. Not not literally, but when it came to playing some games, they were just like, anybody who was not on my team was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, we, gotta, we got this guy. Um, so, you know, it was it was something just of a, of a weird time for me in school. Uh, even in high school, like, there was no, there wasn't really anybody who was like, around me that really had a crush on me and I wasn't I'm not like saddened by that or anything just making you know observations and whatnot of what of what was you know what was actually happening at that time um because at that point I was still athletic still doing pretty good at that section because I was actually playing sports for the school at that point also involved in drama you know and did decent in school you know did decent in my classes on the academic side so I don't know I mean, I was a very quiet dude. Like, there were a lot of girls who did, you know, talk to me because I I don't talk very much in my actual life. I'm very silent and quiet, and I like to listen to people. That's what a lot of girls at that time needed in a friend, right? So that's what I was. I was the guy who just listened, you know, <laughs> just sit there and tell me stuff. And I didn't, you know, um, I can't possibly tell you uh, anything I remember because I don't remember anything I barely remember anything from those times because um, you know I think I made it yeah I made it halfway through freshman year and then that's when all the events and stuff happened and depression kind of kicked in and then I was really out of it um, and that is uh, but yeah that is that is how it is that's how it was. So nobody – and I even thinking back now, there's not any any situations that are like, well, this is pretty obvious. Like this person liked me. Like I did ask out like three different people. Well, I wouldn't say ask out. Well, I guess that, that was – Yeah, that, sure, that's what it was because I asked because I was curious. Cause I, and I presented it as such. I'm like I'm just curious, right? I'm like I don't care if you say yes or no. I'm just curious. There's one I didn't present at that and I that's the only one I would say I ever possibly regret um but at the same time it was fine like I'm not mourning over it these days I'm like okay whatever you know high school's over I'm not surrounded by these people anymore so it doesn't really matter to me right these people aren't present in my life and I'm not uh I'm not regretting it one 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 little bit you know do I ever wish I would have had one of those moments in my life or, you know because for some people, it's like a dream. It's like a movie scene in their head that plays out. It's like, oh, my crush comes to me and tells me. Or, you know, some weird situation where we get stuck alone. And, you know, she confesses and blah, blah, blah. Like, I know the guys have a lot of those thoughts sometimes. You know, something ideal. Either we're there telling her and she accepts it. Or she's telling them and he, and you know, and, and he accepts it. People have those thoughts. Um my situation, you know, with, with my current relationship is different and, you know, it didn't happen that way. Thankfully we didn't go to the same schools as kids, which is good to know. Um, but considering our different experiences that we've had, but we're, we're pretty happy now. So I'm not, ai <laughs> am I'm, I'm happy with the way I am now. Oh, uh, man. Because in a way, I think it still happened in kind of a in an interesting manner. Because um, she still ended up having to tell me that she did like me. Um, so that was good. Because as, as most relationships kind of tend to start, it's like conversations and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. And then one person comes forward and be like, uh, well, <laughs> this is the way I feel. And so, you know, and here we are now. So I can't say I'm like regretful. I, I don't regret any times that I haven't said anything to anybody or times that I did say to anybody. I don't care. Today is all that matters. Tomorrow is uh, yesterday has gone. Tomorrow hasn't even arrived. Tomorrow may never come. So today, I am thankful and grateful for everything that I have, including especially my relationship. It's just one of those things that keeps me grounded and keeps me uh, keeps me going, you know. So I'm always glad to have something like that to uh, always look back to, and look forward to, look back at, and forward to, and um, something I can also appreciate here in the present. So I was, um, I was looking or well, listening while I was uh, working to a uh, piano concerto by uh, Chopin, and it's one of my favorites to listen to because it's like forty-four minutes long or something like that. It's it's long, it's long enough. And I I work when I work sometimes when I want to get serious and I am like my mind's wandering too many places. Put on some classical music and I study or do whatever I need to do, and when I am finished, turn it off. Because it really does help me focus when I really need it. Um, classical music will always have a place in my heart. I will always love classical music because it is uh, just such a special form of music to me. You know, it's because it, I like instrumental. You guys know I like instrumental music. Uh, I can do without the lyrics. I can do without, you know, anybody saying anything. Are those birds? Yes, they are. No, they're not. Okay, we're good. They're just really close to each other. <laughs> I was. I was kind of concerned there for a minute, you know? I seem to be catching a lot of birds today. I found another pair of American Robins here. Goodness gracious, man, I don't know what it is. I sometimes I tell you, like, there are occasions, there are times in my life where animals just. Are doing cool stuff near me Um, this isn't some like Disney princess situation where I'm singing and all the animals are coming to me no I just happen to be around where when animals are doing stuff like literally whatever you know every now and then you know I'll see frogs go by obviously those I, I, I can pick up and I will pick up well frogs and toads I should say there's a mixture of those out here where I live but you know I see birds and stuff I literally happen to be parked next to a bird nest that's in the ground, an in-ground bird nest. So I can see the bird better. I can literally see the the parent, whichever one it is, sitting on the nest. And it's so cool that that is the experience I get to have for however many weeks until the bird, you know, until the baby, until the uh, baby hatches. And even then, I get to possibly lay eyes on a a baby bird of a variety of bird, which I don't really get to see as, uh, small, you know, as babies. So that's pretty cool to me, (laughs) you know? So every now and then I get to experience something cool. I I do like viewing nature, you know, from a distance, up close, like as long as I'm not interfering too much frogs are a different story, they kind of don't have a choice in the matter I'm not going to lie, I will pick up a frog just off a whim, if I see one I'm catching it, (laughs) I gotta hold it for a little bit and yes I know, for those people out there who are like, but it's bad for their skin, I realize this so I I, I don't hold them for long, I let them go afterwards, and wash my hands Um, and sometimes if if I have water to spare, I will wet them, so that way they don't dry out so, you know, I, I, I know how to treat nature. I'm not, I'm not too violent and abusive. I'm not the kid who goes around torturing ants and other animals for the fun of it. I was the kid who was kind of afraid of nature in a sense. Not, not afraid necessarily, but afraid in the, in the respect aspect. Um, because I know nature is vital to this planet. And it's something that we should care for. So I was afraid of hurting something um, like that, like, like an animal, just frogs and stuff like that, and even worms. I used to pick up worms as a kid. I don't pick up worms anymore because I don't dig in the dirt anymore, um, but I used to pick up worms as a kid. Occasionally, they would indeed poop on me, which was <laughs> something to experience. It's worm poop. I don't know. It's. I mean, I guess the makeup is mostly dirt since that's what I guess that they eat. I don't remember if that's true or not. A lot of stuff has changed since I was a kid. Um, A lot of new science and stuff and new discoveries have come out since I was a kid, so I don't know. I don't remember. But I used to pick up worms. I used to step on ants, too. I don't step on ants anymore. And now, like, even as an adult, especially as an adult, like, I have a better appreciation for animals like bees. Bees were just something that existed, you know, when I was a kid, and I didn't really know much about them. Besides, they oh they pollinate flowers and such. Um, I didn't know they, they pollinate most of our crop. They they pollinate most of the plants that we know of today, <laughs> like a lot of the plants that we that we know of. Bees can help pollinate. You know, there are other pollinators besides bees. Animals in general, birds and such, birds, anything with four legs, pretty much that can rub up against a tree, a bush, a flower, anything can be a pollinator. Even we can. We can manually pollinate stuff. It takes a lot lot more effort than letting nature do it, you know. Shoot, even, like, a lot of herbivores tend to be pollinators because they eat a lot of plants, and sometimes they ingest the seeds of those plants, and those plants, those seeds, I guess, don't get really digested properly. So they end up coming out into uh, the poop, the feces, and, you know, when it rains or whatever, when that stuff breaks down into the dirt, you know, it plants you know plants a new plant, or that you know that feces becomes fertilizer for new plant life to grow. It's just an interesting, interesting cycle that our nature has. So I always take that into consideration and whatnot. How did we get on that from classical music? My brain just reminded me that we were talking about classical music, but I like classical music because it's such a um, it's such an interesting uh, genre of music that at one point was not popular it was kind of being rejected it wasn't instantly loved Um, but now it's more world renowned and known as something that is sophisticated it's it's recognized as something that is sophisticated or at least associated with sophistication um, and and, you know upper class and stuff like that but I just view it as a beautiful art form because there are a lot of classical songs out there there's classical songs out there that will make people cry and I haven't near I haven't heard nearly half of what is out there with classical music, and I mean from just the old times of Chopin, Bach, and uh, Tchaikovsky or whatever I freaking can't remember his name, and uh, and Litz and all those other people that existed, you know, centuries ago. <laughs> freaking <laughs> like I mean like from the 18 well from before anything before the 1900s, I haven't heard most of that stuff there then there were some really nice ones made in in the 1900s um, and there's probably still a wonderful classical music being made to this day. I have no reason to doubt that whatsoever so you know I think it's important that we, You know, appreciate these old art forms and whatnot because uh, honestly, they they have a lot of stories to tell. They really do, and I'm glad I grew up with the music education that I did. Because I did. Because that's the thing. I did. That's one thing I, I, I did grow up with. I learned how to read sheet music as a kid. I learned about the Beatles. I learned about the Rolling Stones. I learned about uh, um, Ray Charles. I learned about you know a lot of older music, Elvis Presley and all that stuff. I mean, read their history. Read their history and music and whatnot. Learned about all kinds of music from around the world and whatnot from up to like up to like fifth grade, and then it stopped, and then. You know, I, I wish the, the education would have continued, because who knows what I where I were my product, not product, where my music would have been by now had I known more of, and had I kept studying music through junior high and even through high school. Um, do I think it should be forced upon everybody to take a music class or music history class? Not really, but I do think everybody should definitely learn the history of certain types of music because like i i think i've said before on the show something like the genre of rock and roll literally only existed at that at, at a point um it came into existence in uh to basically to spite r&b because r&b and soul music was starting to become you know too popular and people the uh People who really didn't like colored folk in the record industry were like, no, 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 we can't have this. And they didn't want our music to be more popular and capture their people, uh, their people's attention, right? <laughs> so they came up with rock and roll. And a lot of R&B and soul songs from back in the day, from the early you know, 1900s and such, not early 1900s, but from the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, you know, really, well, yeah, early 1900s, (laughs) really, like, they, 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 I don't want to say whitewash because that's kind of a horrible term for that, but they basically did that. They made different versions, not different versions, but they literally took the song and just turned it into rock and roll. They didn't really change much, but to make the songs just a little bit cleaner and a little bit, you know, more presentable to the um, Caucasian audience, even though what was already made was presentable, but that's with their reasoning like it truly rock and roll only exists because <laughs> somebody really didn't like what the people of color were doing back then with music. They didn't re- they didn't like it. It was capturing the audio ca- capturing the attention of their young people, causing them to go dance with us, you know? Ca- causing them to go have a good time with us, and they didn't like that. So they took them back with rock and roll. That was Presley Bill Haley and the Comets, you know, other people that popped up back then. You, you, can, you can even go look up songs that were stolen from black artists or that were redone, um, that were originally by black artists in, you know, in, in those early times. So some people, somebody will probably tell you rock and roll was born out of passion. It was born out of this. It was born out of that. It was born out of spite. It was born out of spite of what people of color were doing with music. So it's important to learn your, your music history and important to learn that a lot of artists do reference other artists. They do make beats because like based off of other artists. Like the drummer for Nirvana, I think it's Smells Like Teen Spirit or whatever that song is, the opening drums. Yeah, the opening drums were actually from I believe the Gap band. Uh, dun, 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 dun. like the drummer even admitted that on on like on a video interview. On an interview just to say an interview he even said it that's where he got it from it was inspiration from a black band so you know people thinking oh our music is superior this music is superior mmm battles like that are 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 old and uh, you'd be surprised where some of these forms of music come from and how they originated and how they started so that's why uh, it's important to study it's important to study the history of this stuff Study, study what you're listening to and know why it exists because I'm sure it will uh, surprise you. You know, I'm, I'm sure it'll surprise you. So, with that said, I appreciate you for listening. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. And make sure you go look up some history. Learn something today or whenever you listen to this. Go learn it. Go look it up and learn it. There's documentaries out there that I've watched and I had to learn this stuff myself from, so I'm trying to pass off the information to you as well. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember to love is patient, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.